6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Keep you up to date about what is going on in BC. Some of the folks uh, on the text line, June says, you know what, I just talked to my daughter in Chilliwack. She was supposed to work in Hope today, but that was a no-go, obviously. She said people are lining up at the stores in a big panic for goods. Um, and, you know, that I've seen uh, stories about that, read stories about that. Elaine said, you know what, my daughter in-law lives in West Kelowna. They haven't had power since yesterday. So in Kelowna as well, the power has been out in some parts of the community for the past uh, day, day and a half. BC Hydro, Fortis BC continuing to work on those outages. One of the things to keep in mind though is in uh, Kelowna is that a lot of the folks from Merritt BC, which is underwater and has been told to evacuate about 7,000, 8,000 people in that community. Some of those folks um, are going to Kelowna over the past 24 hours because reception centers have been set up there. Let's find out what's happening. Ted Farr is the news director at AM 1150 in Kelowna. Ted, welcome to the show. Uh, nice to talk with you, Jaylen. Ted, what's uh, has, has it stopped raining? Has the weather improved there? It has stopped raining. The sun has come out. I'll tell you what, yesterday was certainly something to behold. I live in West Kelowna. Arrived home from the radio station about uh, 10 after 3, I guess, and there was this massive black cloud overhead. Nothing in the forecast about a storm. We were expecting some higher winds, but not a storm. All of a sudden, we had lightning. We had thunder sideways. Uh, Wind was clocked at 90 kilometers an hour at the airport. It was clocked at 122 kilometers an hour uh, closer to West Kelowna. And we just got slammed. 319 yesterday, the power at our house went out. Uh, We were one of the lucky ones that came back on at 107 this morning. And like you just reported, they're still uh, trying to make the final fixes in West Kelowna and in Kelowna to get the power back. There were four schools in West Kelowna had to close the Today because they were in no power zones. Uh, Ted, uh, no flooding there, though, like we've seen in other parts of, of uh, B.C.? Yeah, thank goodness, no. Uh, we are impacted by all the flooding, however, because we're totally cut off from the coast. There isn't a highway yeah. that you can take uh, other than about a 10-hour jaunt through the states where you need your passport and a COVID-negative mm-hmm. test to get back and forth across the border. Uh, so uh, delivery of foodstuffs for restaurants, for grocery stores, for uh, drugs for drug stores all of those kinds of things are in jeopardy right now because of the delays at, and truckers just can't get here because the highways are shut down. And Ted Farr is the news director at AM 1150 Kelowna joining me this afternoon. So Ted, are, 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 are you hearing about, you know, rushes on at, at grocery stores as people trying to stock up? What's the scene there? Well, we've heard that there have been lineups, particularly at uh, fresh food and vegetable stands, the, the stores mm-hmm. that specialize in that kind of thing. Um, I was in a grocery store late yesterday. It was busy, maybe a little busier than I had anticipated. And yes, you're beginning to see uh, some fresh fruit and vegetable trays in in that department with nothing in them. I was going there for some Christmas ice cream. I mean, uh, you got to have uh, candy cane ice cream, right? I went there for a tub of that. There was only five tubs left but you know what i resisted i wasn't going to be a pig i wasn't going to hoard it i didn't grab two or three i just grabbed one and went home to darkness
Uh, Ted Farr joining us from Kelowna this afternoon. So we know that some of the folks from Merritt, uh, BC, have been told, you know, uh, Kelowna, your community is a place to go. Uh, what can you tell us about what's being done for those folks? Well, it's interesting because uh, they were told if you have a, a, a house number or an apartment number that is an even number, you had to go to Kamloops. If it was an uh. odd number, you come to Kelowna. So, yes, we've had all kinds of people come here. The biggest issue right now isn't looking after uh, the evacuees. It's looking after their pets. Mm. There's something like 50 dogs and 30 cats that have arrived from uh, Princeton and Merritt into Kelowna. And the Animal Food Bank is desperate for everything from leashes to collars to beds to food. Uh, the demand is high at this time of the year anyway. But now looking yeah. after these, uh, these people from the, uh, these evacuated areas, it's, it's even worse. Ted, how long have you lived in West Kelowna for? I've been there now since 2008, so 11 years. So you've seen, you've seen a, you've seen a lot of wild weather in in your community over the past uh, decade and a half. Do you feel like you're constantly living on edge under a, a state of a, a of emergency over the past number of years? Well, it's not a, anything to do with uh, weather in general. It has everything to do with wildfires. I mean, we've seen a number of them. They've been close to our home. Uh, we've had the uh, little fire bombers, uh, water bombers flying over our house so low you could bear- almost touch them. Mm. Um, so every summer when it gets hot and dry and you're seeing it getting worse and worse, you're thinking, where's the stupid person going to be that's going to drop a cigarette? Where's that stupid person on a dirt bike that's going to hit a rock and spark a wildfire? Uh, yeah, it, it, it does add some stress to your life, but uh, it's part of living here. It's part of being in the yeah. Okanagan. Ted Farr, thank you for making time for me this afternoon. I sure appreciate it. Jaylen, not a problem. Take care now. Ted Farr is the news director at AM 1150 Kelowna. So, yeah, they hit, uh, were hit with a big storm yesterday afternoon. Power still out, and a, a number of the folks from Merritt, B.C., being sent to Kelowna. Uh, they are Merritt, B.C., underwater right now and uh, of course not not the only community abbotsford right now as well pretty much split in half um the, the flood waters have forced the evacuation of 1100 homes in uh the sumas prairie area of abbotsford um they have been told to leave immediately and that was earlier today so i want to let you know about this that premier john horgan and the prime minister will be speaking tonight about what uh, help BC needs from the federal government to manage uh, the damage and, and rescues from ongoing slides, uh, the mudslides and the floods. And you have to think, you have to think that the situation with the rail lines between Kamloops and Vancouver have to be a huge topic of conversation as well. Here's Don Kelly. CP Rail says it's dealing with a track outage north of Hope, while CN Rail is dealing with mudslides and washouts near Yale and one partial derailment on CP-owned track. The disruption in freight service carrying goods to and from the country's largest port in Vancouver comes as pandemic-related global supply chain issues were already causing shortages. The Vancouver Fraser Port Authority says both railways are indicating no traffic is able to travel from Kamloops to Vancouver. Don Kelly, The Canadian Press. 
Yeah, so all rail service coming to and from the Port of Vancouver halted because of the situation in BC. And just to, you know, give you a, an idea of the, the gravity of the situation, that port moves, get this number, $550 million worth of cargo every day ranging from cars to uh, finished goods to essential commodities. Uh, the floods also temporarily shut down much of the movement of wheat in Kelowna from this country. Of course, one of the world's biggest grain exporters. So uh, there's there's going to be impact. And so there's questions now, and you heard Jody Vance mention it, you know, what's going to happen with, uh, you know, the, the fact that parts of the Coquihalla Highway have been completely washed out, that there are rain tra- or there are train tracks uh, going over open rivers with no bridges underneath them anymore. Like that all has to get fixed. That has to get fixed before things can move through. And when you look at it and go, okay, well, how do you fix that? It's going to take a while. The highway completely snapped into a few kilometers north of Hope, B.C. Uh, the Deputy Premier, Mike Farnworth, said earlier today, no timeline for the reopening of the Coquihalla said it could take several weeks, others saying several months. There's significant damage on uh, a key section of the Coquihalla. That is going to take a significant amount of time to, uh, to bring it back to the standard that it needs to be to make it safe for travel. A significant amount of time isn't an exact timeline. Can you give us a bit of a timeline, even a ballpark? I know you've been talking about it. It's it's hard to say. That's why the technical experts, uh, the geotechnical people, and the engineers go out and do the work that they have to do, and they're doing that at, that as we speak. Uh, and that's why I say, in some cases, it could be hours or just a day or two to remove debris. In others, such as the uh, the washout on the Coquihalla, it may well be uh, you know several weeks or months. Okay, so that was Mike Farnworth, who is the Deputy Premier. So I want to let you know that Lillooet RCMP have confirmed a first death, uh, the body of a woman recovered from the side of a, site of a landslide on Highway 99 in BC. Um, there are more... Well, crews are going out now to try to look for more potential victims as they expected that there were uh, a number of cars that were swept away in some of those mudslides. So we'll uh, keep you updated right here.